Hello, everyone. This is Napchats. Uh, so today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eli and Ali Baby, which is us. Uh, we invented the Tush Swiper, uh, the most convenient and sanitary way to apply cream to the human body. Uh, lab certified antimicrobial, yada, yada. Super easy to use. <laughs> uh, if you are interested, go to EliAndAliBaby.com. That's Eli and AliBaby.com. There it is. And get 20% off with NapChats20 uh, coupon code. Yes, that's right. And I'm so excited about our topic today. Um, something that um, I would have liked to know more about whenever I was pregnant with my last one. But we're talking about fitness during pregnancy. And not only during pregnancy, we're going to be talking with Amy about postpartum fitness um, and just fitness all around because it is such an important thing for the mamas out there. And if there are any moms out there that are expecting right now, please you know, give a shout. Um, say hello, ask any questions because Amy's here to answer any questions you might have about fitness. And there's a picture of her and her beautiful family. Um, and uh, that's in Galveston. So she is from Houston, just like me. And um, Amy also is a fellow mom. She's on, she's pregnant with her third baby. Wow. And she, I, I see her videos on Instagram and she is just like rocking out with exercising. Um, with her. Yeah, <laughs> super cute, prego belly. Um, but she's a stay at home mom and she's a fitness pr professional and blogger. And she has a blog called Amy's Balancing Act where she writes about finding balance and health, motherhood and life in general. She's an NASM certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor specializing in women's health. So she's passionate about prenatal and postpartum health and fitness and loves helping other women reach her goals. So without any further ado, hey, Amy, welcome Hello. to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on today. Yeah. We're so excited to have you. Out, yeah. Thanks for carving out the time, Amy. I know you're super busy at home. And uh, like like we said, like we mentioned backstage, uh, digitally, you know, kids might pop in in any of our backgrounds at any time. So we'll, 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 we'll work with it. Or if you hear barking, it's my dogs and somebody's at the door because they love <laughs> the world. <laughs> Sure. Totally fine. I mean, I know when we, we've all transitioned to kind of like a remote working from home and things that were once kind of faux pas before in the office environment are, you know, now people are more accepting of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so um, go ahead. Oh, Leslie. I think. Okay. Sorry. We had a little freeze. Yeah. No. I, I was just um, going to ask, Amy, so how did you get started as a um, fitness instructor? Tell us all about it. So um, funny story. I I graduated from Texas A&M University and I actually- Oh no, I'm know. sorry. <laughs> just kidding, I'm a Longhorn. Long My I husband is go. in Arizona, so yes. it's okay, we're in And I have, um, I have an engineering degree which most um, people don't expect from a fitness professional. But yeah, wait, wait, what type of engineering degree? Industrial, in industrial distribution. Technically, okay. it's like engineering light. All right. Light engineering, if you will. But it's a very expensive piece of paper right on the wall over there that totally. I, can, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so my, was it my sophomore year? My sophomore year, um, I started going to group exercise classes. One of my friends, I guess it was the very end of my sophomore year. Yeah. So when my friends asked me to join her in a step aerobics class, yes, step is really fun, not just for the 80s. Um, and I thought it was so fun. And so I started going to more classes and I bought like the class package, um, which you could go to like unlimited classes a month and all of that. And I just fell in love with the idea of group fitness. I think my history and competitive cheerleading kind of um, just like led into that just mm -hmm. from the camaraderie and um, there's, there's a lot of like teamwork and group fitness. So my junior year, I saw that you could like um, take a class and learn how to be an instructor. So I did it. Um, and I fell in love and I started teaching at AM's rec center while continuing to get my engineering degree. Cause at that point I was like in too deep. I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, so I taught through um, my senior year. And when I graduated, I got a job at 24 hour fitness, just um, teaching group classes while I worked full time. So I taught like, I would sub on my lunch break and then I had like a standing class or two um, in the evenings after work. Yeah. And then about five years after working um, in corporate America, I realized it just wasn't for me. And next thing you know, I quit my job and I studied to become a certified personal trainer through um, NASM or NASM. Can you, what is the, like, what does that stand for? The National Academy of Sports Medicine. Okay. Yes. So it's one of the main, um, like, accredited um, certification processes for, um, for what's it called, uh, personal training. Okay. And so I'm I'm certified in group exercise through AFA, which partners with NASM. Can we can we pot, can we linger there for a second? You um, you can you talk about the inflection point of when you realized you wanted to change something. Um, and because it, I, there might be other parents who are thinking of doing something similar, but but they don't wanna um, make that change or that, that change seems scary. So how did you overcome that hump? So um, there were a lot of factors that went into it. I, the company that I started working with out of college, I really loved. Um, I had interned with them as a, a junior Yes, before my senior year. And they hired me on and I, I loved them. Then they were acquired by um, another company. And my role kind of went from this up and coming sales operations management role to kind of like an admin. And that wasn't what my boss wanted for me. And so he had suggested that I try to find uh, a new position. Hmm. So I did. I found another position at um, a similar company, um, a smaller one in Houston. Mm -hmm. And I was there for almost two years, but I just the dynamic didn't feel right. Working at a desk didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. um, There's so much passion and excitement behind going to teach these classes. And 
getting to see people that were excited to see me and wanted to listen to me and do yeah. what I was telling to do. Um, <laughs> that was really weird, but the company I worked at was um, an older, um, I don't know, everybody there was a lot older than me. I was the mm -hmm. youngest in a solid decade. Yeah, you didn't have any peers. Yeah, and, and I was I was in my mid twenties, and I was I was a hard worker, and I really wanted to help promote this change that they hired me <laughs> to to do, and you know there was a lot of resistance, and um, you know kind of like catty, but like talk behind my back about how yeah. you know <laughs> I wasn't doing the right thing, but no, like literally the CEO hired me to do this, and so yeah. um, it just didn't feel right. And so instead of finding another position um, using my degree, I was like, you know, this is a really good opportunity. My husband and I talked about it. We did not have kids when I did decide to make this, um, this move. Mm -hmm. And so that probably, um, I mean, it helped and it helped knowing that even though I was going to be taking a significant pay cut at first, you know, um, there's a lot of room for growth. Yeah, in the right. Industry. And you had the flexibility too yeah. before kids as, all, so as we all did. That how, how, um, how much time was it before you had kids? So I started in, what was that? August of 2013. And I had my daughter in July, 2015. So it was about two years. Okay. So I've been married for five years before we had our daughter. Nice. Um, but it it did. It really allowed me to kind of get into the industry and set my baseline, um, working full time. And then when I had my daughter, I actually um, dropped back and I worked two days a week. Mm -hmm. um, and then. I worked one day a week uh, for about a year once we moved out to the suburbs um, until I had fun. And then at that point, it was kind of um, just made more sense yeah. to be home. Yeah. <laughs> so can we talk about the transition of slowing down, uh, the feelings around that? Because um, you had this, you set your baseline, like you said, yes. and then you had two years of of bliss and then and then you you got pregnant and so you're you're faced with this with with a change in your body and then like I, i'm assuming you you wanted to continue and how did you keep up that momentum with with the time that you had available how did you keep it up and, and how did you keep yourself motivated and passionate so once i had my daughter um i was really fortunate because um we had um my husband's aunt lived literally around the corner from us and so she watched chloe on mondays and my mom drove into town from the suburbs to watch her on wednesdays and honestly because she was in such good hands and I didn't have to pay for childcare, which is a, a huge oh, thing. Nice. <laughs> I, I looked forward to that time at work and I, I yearned for it. And y'all, I, I got in at 4.45 in the morning. Like, whoa, you really like what you're doing to get you had So you had her come in at 4.45? So no, that was the good thing. Um, because my husband, um, 
was asleep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they got there closer to like, I want to say about seven. Okay. Um, my husband and I both worked downtown. We lived in the Montrose area. So if you Houston, it's so far and it's perfect. Um, so literally it took us like 10 minutes door to door to get to work. So that was a, another big, um, nice. but I, um, I really looked forward to the time I had at work and I, I kind of went into motherhood knowing that I wanted to work part-time. So I guess it didn't feel like, a huge change or like I was missing anything. Yeah, no resentment. Yeah, I was so flexible. Like I didn't have to just stop working right away. I yeah. had that opportunity to, you know, transition from full-time. I mean, I was full-time. I worked Monday through Thursday. Um, and then Mondays and Wednesdays when my daughter came. And then eventually, again, I did, I went down to one day and then none. So it kind of... Um, the transition, I, I eased into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The transitions. I mean, just anecdotally from other friends, it was a it was a rougher time with even for me too. In regards to just staying fit, like oh, yes. I, I tell me about it. Yeah, I, I, working at a gym. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, especially teaching classes because I know there's a lot of trainers that will teach classes and they don't necessarily do their workouts with the group. But I always, um, I almost always did my workouts with them. Like they were my mm -hmm. little team and I felt like we were all in it together. And if they were going to be dying, I kind of wanted to be dying too. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing I will say with like, fitness and getting back into a postpartum as a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor, I think I jumped back into things way faster than I probably should have. Um, I went back to okay. work. So eager to get back into it. Yeah, I was. I, I, and also after my first baby, I felt like I had this responsibility to get my body back. Okay. <laughs> I don't love that. Especially now it's like a third time mom. Yeah. Um, Can you know, talk about that pressure? Like, I think that's relevant to a lot of people. Pressure. Pressure. Yeah. And, you know, I had been working at my gym for several years and I've always been fit. I mean, I'm not petite by any means, but I've always been fit and strong. And so I wanted, I, and I put the pressure on myself. Like I wanted people to see me and be like, wow, she just had a baby two months ago. You know, it was kind of, Right, right. On myself, but yet society right. makes us kind of think that way. Right. Right. Yeah. What do, you have to say, what do you have to say to other other moms or dads who who feel that societal pressure? I think it's as simple as giving yourself grace. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier said than done. Yeah. Um, like I said, I started working again at eight weeks postpartum at the gym and I started running as soon as my doctor cleared me to, I signed up for a half marathon. Like I was going to do it like, and I did. <laughs> um, and then with my son, I 
kind of realized that I did too much too fast and I didn't really cherish the postpartum period. And I didn't acknowledge the fact that like my body went through trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. women have like a, a, a wound the size of a dinner plate inside of their body. After yeah. Yeah. Birth, literally. Right. Um, which if you think about only six weeks and you can then just go run, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of, not very much time. Yeah. I yeah. remember like I was um, for my first child, it, I was six weeks in, I got the clearance from the doctor and I was like, okay, I'm going to go running. Cause I used to do like triathlons and, you know, biking, running, and I love doing it. I, I used to do salsa dancing. I, I, and now like, I feel like I've just completely fell off the face of the earth with doing all these things. And I have that mom guilt, I guess, or guilt in general of not taking care of myself. But going back to that, like, uh, so back when I was more (laughs) um, consistent about exercising, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back into it. And I went running and I came back and I think part, like I was, you know, nursing at the same time, all that sweat and I guess working my, overworking my body, I got mastitis. I don't know if that's right. pronunciation. No. So it's kind of like a... What is it an infection? Is it it's an infection in your breast, in your um, breast. like your 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 breast, your ducts, your milk ducts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yes. hard, right? Yeah, your ducts get hot and red. My mom's also a lactation consultant, so like I okay. really, really love all of that stuff too. Yeah, um, yes. not love getting mastitis or anybody else yeah. getting it. But yeah, and I had a fever yeah. for a couple of days. So yeah. I, I feel like I like. I was too eager to get back into it. And I just needed to like calm down and know that eventually I, I should do it when when the time is right for right. my body. Well, you know, you're, you're cleared by the doctor at six weeks and you're like, oh, well, I'm back to normal. And realistically, you're in a whole new body. Everything you do is gonna be a little bit different. And especially like if you are breastfeeding, I mean, not, I don't know any other way to put it, but like the girls are bigger. There's more strain on your back. There's mm-hmm. things that you need to do to make sure you keep up your milk supply. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different things when it comes to like working out postpartum that I don't think people are really given all of the information that they need before mm-hmm. they set Okay, go ahead. You're good to go. Yeah. Is, it, is it true the pelvic bone <clears throat> also changes like physically during pregnancy and after? And it's like just, it's different. Yeah. Like, yes. The structure of your bone is different. It's yeah. <laughs> a little bit bigger, a little wider. Okay. Um, it can, it, it does go back in time. I mean, never completely. That's why women will say like, you know, their hips are wider after giving birth because your pelvis kind of opens and it never really goes quite back the way it is. And then Mm -hmm. same with like your abs. Um, A lot of women will have separation in their abs and either not realize it or not realize that it's, it's a problem. And, you know, doing crunches and sit-ups is actually going to make it worse. Yeah. A question for both of you. Did either of you have a C-section 
that way. No, no. Okay, because that's a different ballpark, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's, like, it's uh, what's the recovery time for that? Maybe about twelve. Yeah, I think it's like eight or twelve weeks. Yeah, uh, I've had several friends that have had them because I've had several friends that have had twins, um, mm. and I mean, I feel like just parenting twins. Is yeah, I can't imagine that recovering <laughs> with your body having a C-section and all of that. And, and then you see all these celebrities, <laughs> all of these celebrity stars who are just like, next day, um, yeah. you know, getting like, out there. <laughs> they also have like break. taking care of their babies and helping make them look good. And I it's like, it's almost like it's their job <laughs> to put back so that they can show everybody that they did. Yeah. And they you know, it's not realistic for, you know, your average mom. I felt the pressure too. Like there are these like super handsome, um, like father guys who like, they're, they're, they look like we are really rested and they're, they're like super fit. I'm like, what is this? Crap. <laughs> what the hell's going on I here? know. Uh, team no sleep. But okay. So I know this, our main topic is about fitness during pregnancy. So let's rewind just a little bit and talk about why, what are, why fitness pre during pregnancy? What are the benefits? Why is it important to um, keep yourself active for mom and baby? Yes. Um, so it's funny because I literally did a blog post about this just a few weeks ago because I tend to write about um, things that I am going through and being very pregnant right now, I'm, I'll be 27 weeks tomorrow. Um, and you don't even look like it from here up. Like, no. stand up and show us <laughs> no, You look great. Wow. Hey. I don't know what the baby is. So, um, oh, are you waiting? We are. We have one of each. So we were like, let's. Um, <laughs> just, just surprise. Awesome. And so you have a little more crazy too with the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yes. So um, since I am pregnant and I post lots of um, fitness videos, I try to post one every Wednesday. Um, I thought it would be, it was so important to like share with moms, like why? Because I would have people, um, you know, message me and they're like, oh, I was thinking about doing some squats like the last few weeks of my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, squats are great all through pregnancy, but maybe starting at the end isn't your best bet. Oh, right. um, so sometimes women just think that because um, they're pregnant, they can't or shouldn't work out, but that's obviously not the case. That's one of the myths that I will bust here in a little bit. Yeah. But benefits, benefits for mom, um, increased energy. We are so tired because we are literally creating human life from scratch. And like the last thing you want to do is move around and get your heart rate up, especially if you're nauseous or sick or anything. Um, but Working out, whether it's a walk, um, jumping on the elliptical, grabbing some weights, doing a little workout, it's going to give you more energy. Um, I proof of that. I don't know. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. as you were saying that, I was like, that explains why with my second one. So my first one, I was more active. You know, I had just come off of being like really, you know, fit, like exercising a lot. 
and I was exercising more throughout the pregnancy, but with MJ, oh my gosh, I just totally was like lazy, laying around. Yeah, well, I also had this um, really bad sciatic nerve. So uh, this was gonna be one of my questions I was gonna ask you like about yoga and doing things up, like doing handstands. Like I me, like I was maybe three months pregnant and we did a family yoga session and I wasn't thinking about it like, but you know, we did a handstand and after that session, the day after sciatic nerve all the way through pregnancy until I had the baby, it got a little bit better towards the th third trimester, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know? <laughs> but anyways, going back to, I felt like I had more energy when I was with, you know, with my first one, cause I was exercising more and I was just laying down all the time with MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, especially when you're chasing after a toddler already. So like right now my daughter is five and my son is two. And I mean, there are so many days that I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this at all, but I'm going to because I always feel better. Like no matter what, I always feel better. And my mm -hmm. husband, God bless him. He is so good at reminding me of that. And of course he like takes, the brunt of my, you know, um, hormonal anger. Cause at first he'll be like, you'll feel better if you go. And I'm like, oh, are you saying that I need to go? <laughs> and I just, you know, leave in a, a, a tizzy and I get back and I'm like, I need to do that. He knows me too well. <laughs> yeah. But yes, you have so much more energy. And with especially being pregnant in, during COVID, it's been really crazy because, um, well, we had just gotten a gym membership. I was super excited to get back into this new gym. I was thinking eventually I could start teaching classes there. And then, bam, COVID hits and I'm pregnant. So, um, I live, I will live and die by my, my double jogger. I know a lot of people get jogging strollers and don't use them, but I have put, Me too. I, I don't even know how many miles I put on mine. It yeah. is the best. Yeah. Is it, a, is it a, is it a um, inline or is it side by side? I have side by side. I have the Bob yeah. um, dually jogger. Nice. Oh, okay. It is, I mean, I bought it. I guess a month before my son was born and I got the attachment to where I could put his car seat in there. And again, I started walking with it as soon as I could. And even now, like through the summer, I still, I mean, I, I run with it less right now because I, I, my running is really more of a fast walk at this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, um, you know, even walking, that's where I was going with this walking alone. Um, is so good during pregnancy and that you can consider a walk a workout, you know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of women forget that. And, um, if you, you know, you have to do it with the kids, you know, take a stroller, it's okay. Or, you know, push them on a little push bike or car. Um, it's, it's just, I, I is, is there a certain amount of time you would recommend? So, um, it is recommended for 30 minutes of cardio a day. Just like it's technically recommended when you're not pregnant. Right. Um, but I think it's even more important when you are because mm -hmm. you are 
creating a life and yeah. you have more than just you. And uh, there's just so many different things that, you know, you can benefit from again, just walking 30 minutes a day. Yeah. have to be fine. Does the baby um, benefit from you exercising at all? Yes. So um, I, I have four um, different benefits and they do have studies. Um, they're, in, they're on my blog, in that blog post I was talking about. So if you're interested in like going into them deeper, I don't have the studies written down right here, but sure. I promise I'm not making this up. <laughs> so number one, number one is that baby is more likely to have a healthy birth weight. Um, this kind of ties back into a benefit for mom. Um, your your chance of gestational diabetes decreases um, the more mm -hmm. active you are. Now, this isn't always the case. Perfectly healthy and active women can still get gestational diabetes. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, gestational diabetes is it can be it can be like monitored and maintained by diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. So. If you do get it, there's, I mean, again, anyone, I, I could have it. I have to get my test next week. I hope I don't. But um, exercise is what can help, you know, keep gestational, just, gestational. I know it's a hard word to say. It's yeah. But um, the baby having a more normal um, and healthy birth weight. Yeah, I can totally attest to that. And again, with my second one, my first one, I didn't have gestational. The second one, they said they I was diagnosed with gestational, even though I'm still in denial up till today. Yeah. It's, it's a funny story because I worked for the American Diabetes Association for 12 years. So I knew all about diabetes and gestational. <laughs> and when they told me that my blood sugar was like way up, I kept on checking my blood sugar even after that. And Anyways, that's a whole nother story. But I think that ties into me not exercising as much during my second. Yeah. And I mean, again, anybody, anybody can get it. I like failed my one hour test with my son and they had to do the three hour test in which they realized I was definitely, I did not have it, not even like close. But yeah, it's, uh, it can help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another benefit for baby is there have been studies that um, babies with moms who are active throughout their pregnancy have improved cognitive function as well as accelerated motor development. Huh. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So um, I was doing a lot of, again, I was doing a lot of research because I was just trying to find really reasons to encourage moms to work out. And if you can't encourage a mom by saying, this is how it's going to make you better mm -hmm. by telling a mom that it's going to help their baby be better. Mm -hmm. She's probably more likely. And um, yeah, there have been several different studies saying that um, babies have improved cognitive function and wow. development if they, if their moms are active. So. Which is um, true in your case, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Little geniuses. <laughs> They're crazy. I know that. 
Um, and one more, um, which actually kind of makes sense. So uh, baby is more likely to have a lower fetal resting heart rate, um, which makes sense because the more active you are, the more likely you are to have a lower resting heart rate. And having mm -hmm. a lower resting heart rate is um, very beneficial to mm -hmm. you and it helps with your whole circulatory system, blood pressure and all of that. So it's uh, very, uh, just a Awesome. Point. Okay, can you go over the four points again, four benefits? Yes, so four benefits. So one um, is they're more likely to have a healthy birth weight. Okay. Two is um, they're more likely to have improved cognitive function. Three is the accelerated motor development. And four was the lower fetal resting heart rates. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's so good to know. Yeah. And some of the th those things I wish I knew. <laughs> you don't really, you don't really think about it. Like you don't think about ways that your baby's how how you're working out is affecting your baby's brain. Mm -hmm. But your your heart rate your blood flow the you know all the amount of oxygen that you're getting to baby is all like working with how they're developing mm -hmm. <clears throat> so two two things that are on my mind um and you can you can take you can do them in whatever order you want um, i'm curious how your workout routine has evolved from zero to 27 weeks and 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 where you're going to take it and i'm, I'm assuming because you talked about walking is exercise yes. not everyone knows that so um what's acceptable what are you going to do um and then oh, i'd like to get into those misconceptions uh, those i want you to bust some yes. myths yes. do it <laughs> okay so i'll start with me from zero to 27 weeks so um I found out I was pregnant in March, um, literally like when COVID happened. So the month before I found out I was pregnant, right? So that's technically our week zero to four. And I was running half marathons. Um, I ran two in February and one in March. Wow. And <laughs> crime running to, I ran, okay. I ran a, a marathon in January and felt like I can honestly say, I feel like in January I was at probably one of the most fit places I've ever been in my entire life. In my thirties, like, yes, you can do that after having two kids. I felt like a champion. Nice. Um, so February I decided I was, I was already running a lot. So I, I ran two half marathons, got my two fastest times since having kids. Um, March, I ran one and it ended up having to be um, virtual because it was literally like St. Patrick's Day or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I found out I was pregnant. And honestly, the first trimester, I didn't do anything different. Um, I was very blessed this time and I did not deal with morning sickness. So um, in previous pregnancies, the first trimester, I usually have to reel it back for a few weeks at least. Because mm -hmm. um, nausea, you just you just can't do a whole lot. But this time I was fine. 
I did hit workouts. I did cycle workouts. I ran. Um, I love doing like boot camp style workouts on my driveway. Um, so I was doing all of that. Second trimester, so around 14 weeks till now. Um, the biggest thing is once you hit your second trimester, you shouldn't be laying flat on your back um, for exercises. So that's when you got to like mix the crunches and the sit-ups and, um, you know, any like chest presses where you're flat on your back, but you can always um, modify that. So um, I have a stability ball and it is one of the greatest prenatal fitness tools. Um, I think that um, isn't as widely known as it should be, but you can use that stability ball to do things like today. I did chest presses and chest flies, but I was laying back on the ball kind of at an angle so you can still get it done. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is that I try to take longer breaks and now I'm, I'm slower and that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. um, every month I get a little bit slower in my running and even in my walking. I'm when I walk, like I, I power walk. My husband um, kind of makes fun of me because we try to do like Sunday family walks. <laughs> like you literally are faster than half the people out here and you're pregnant <laughs> with a double jogger. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now. Um, but okay. <laughs> you need to take your energy and just like spread it, you know. Give <laughs> to your husband. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, he's very laid back, which is probably a good thing. It counterbalances my sure. yeah crazy, if you will. But yeah, I still work out five to six days a week. And again, awesome. yesterday I walked three and a half miles. But that was a workout. I mean, it's better be a workout. It took me like an hour. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like it's okay to call yeah. a workout, whether you're pregnant or not. Like you're out there, you're doing something, you're moving and getting your heart rate up. And I think that's mm -hmm. most important. Mm -hmm. Before we get into the misconceptions, um, I want to I want to do some role playing. I want to be like uh, like a negative Nancy or a Debbie Downer. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> okay. So, um, I don't have time to work out. I've got like, I've got toddlers. Like, I, you know, yes. So, you know, there are so many different ways that you can squeeze workouts into your busy day. Um, I have another blog post about that. So, um, we all have, to, we all have to eat, right? So if you can take 15 minutes to eat, we can take 15 minutes to do something as simple as sitting at your desk chair, sitting down and standing up. And sitting down and seeing. Oh, I think we should all do that right now. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's just get the going. And come up to your, you know, your, Word. your back. And you're doing push ups here, right? Yeah, okay. There are so many things. Like, again, I, I know what it's like to be sitting at a desk all day. <laughs> um, I would take walks during my lunch break. I would, um, I got my husband doing this too, especially now that he's working from home a lot. Like I jog in place when I brush my teeth. In the <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Okay, I'm gonna start doing that now. <laughs> my blood flowing. And so my husband has started jogging in place, like when he's on phone calls, when he's like listening to people and he's on mute to like get his blood flowing and just not be sitting for a little while. Um, other ways you can do it is, okay, so you, ha you have kids, right? There are so many ways that you can work out with your kids. That's like, true. make, let them see what you're doing. Get them involved. Start doing squats with them. Show them how to do push-ups or burpees or whatever it is you want to do. Um, I'll take my kids to the park and do a workout on the park bench. Um, walk to the park instead of driving to the park. You know, there are countless ways that you can find time to work out um, even when you don't think you have it. Heck, at night when you're watching TV, watching your favorite show, like you, I'm sure Pinterest has some form of um, workout that you can, you can do based on, um, yeah. We were talking about edit on another um, podcast about um, for kids cosmic yoga. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Daughter literally asked if she could Game. do one last night instead of watching a show before bed. And I was like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. You're trying to hold back your excitement. You're like, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> But like she sees me working out and like, you know, sometimes I do home workout videos and she'll be like, hey, mom, do you think you need to do a workout today? Sick burn, kid. But yeah, maybe I do. So like your kids see you doing it and they actually end up being your accountability partner sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. My kids were like, hey, how come um, we don't go run to the beach anymore? I'm like, because your dad is lazy. <laughs> <laughs> When my daughter is doing, um, we, our district is uh, virtual learning right now and she's in kindergarten. And the first few days, you know, I didn't like go on walks in the morning because like I'm like freaking out about how to get her on. And then Thursday she's like, hey mom, we should go on a walk before school. <laughs> she is the one who brought it up. You're right. That's that's beautiful. I and mean, you mirror it and like they, and then they, they, they you yeah. set the education, you set, you set the lifestyle and the cadence. I feel like the toothbrushing thing, no excuse. No excuse. <laughs> I love, I honestly love when I get that question because I've got a lot of um, tricks at my sleeve. For yeah. To get workouts in. Okay. Nice. It, are there more tricks at um, amygblog.com? Is that? Yeah, yeah. So I have a blog post, and it, I you can just type it in the search bar, and it's literally like um, ways to squeeze a workout into your busy day. Nice, amygblog.com. So if you want to check out some of the the videos, right? Yeah, all on my Instagram every Wednesday. Obviously, the ones that I'm posting now are prenatal, but just because it's a prenatal friendly workout doesn't mean that it's not good for like anyone. Like there's mm -hmm. still hard, I promise. Oh yeah. And for those of you on audio or, or Spotify, it is um, her handle is Amy's balancing act on Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. I forgot that we're not just video, but we're also audio. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> People in audio are gonna like wonder what was going on when we were doing our chair squats and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally normal. 
Um, so that kind of leads into the myths. Um, so one of the number one myths um, about prenatal fitness is that you have to keep your heart rate like below 140 beats per minute. That is absolutely 100% false. If that was the case, then I would be screwed because <laughs> I do not do that. Now, yeah. everything is different, obviously, and I, I'm going to say this right now and get it out of the way. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, please <laughs> always, always, always talk to your doctor about fitness, especially if you're getting started going into it. Um, with pregnancy, because just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you can't start. You just need to start a little bit differently. Um, so for me, for instance, when I run, my heart rate can easily get up above 175 and I'm fine. I'm not dying. That's just me. But my resting heart rate, not pregnant, is like 55. So everyone is different. So to say that you have to keep your heart rate below 140, like I did mm -hmm. the elliptical today at the gym and I was like well over 160. Okay. Um, it's okay. Um, is that for, is that for someone who might not be physically fit? Is that a... I think it's, it's more, I think the, a better way to follow not just heart rate, it's more like a what I use in like my spin classes, um, rate of perceived exertion. So you want, you need to go based on how you feel. You don't ever want to get to that. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. I'm pushing myself so hard. Like I was doing maybe in my races in February, right before I got pregnant, like those runs, like I was killing it at the end and I was mm -hmm. at the finish. You want to get to a point where you're comfortable, but you're still challenging yourself. And so, mm -hmm. like, for me, I was challenging myself on the elliptical today, and my heart rate's around 162. But to someone who doesn't work out as often, you know, you may be challenging yourself at a heart rate of 140, and that's okay. But it's more about listening to your body and understanding how you feel than it is to, like, live and die by that heart rate number on your watch. Yeah. So what is it like, um, what's the litmus test if it feels wrong or how do you help people wrap their heads around this? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like if you're, so I'm gonna use running as an example, which is mm -hmm. probably not the most reasonable um, for pregnant women because not everybody runs, but so like if you're running and you can talk to the person beside you or if you're at the gym and you're on the elliptical and you've got your friend on the elliptical, like you should be able to like speak words. You might feel a little breathy, but you should be able to talk. You don't want to feel like you're gasping for breath at any point. That's a good yeah. measure. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. So you talk to yourself a little bit if you have to. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's yeah. Totally what other myths? So another one is that you can't play sports. Um, you can still play sports when you're pregnant. So you got to be a little bit more careful. Um, you definitely don't want to take up a new sport and you certainly don't want to, you know, decide that like football is, you know, <laughs> or rugby. But I mean, you can you can still play basketball or volleyball. You know, hopefully the people playing basketball with you aren't going to try to like 
knock you down. Right. But mm-hmm. you can still play sports when you're pregnant. <laughs> okay. You know, this is that brings up a good question. In like the WNBA, is there a regulation on women being pregnant and playing being a professional athlete? That's a really good question. I actually didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's something because there's got to be some like risk uh, factor with that. Yeah. To be sued and things like that. Yeah. I wonder if their standards apply to regular humans. You know, because they're like super athletes. Right. They're they're like intense and that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something to Google later. Yeah. Um, so this one is one of my favorite ones. And um, the myth is that you shouldn't run because it's unsafe during pregnancy. That is false. Now, it may not feel good, but that doesn't mean it isn't safe. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend like finding out you're pregnant and saying, now is the time to do that couch to 5k you know um i think that if you are pregnant and weren't a runner before maybe doing some like walk run intervals is Mm -hmm. always a good idea um i personally love interval running i jeff galloway method he's a genius um but yeah doing like walking and running intervals and just again using that rate of perceived exertion. Like you shouldn't be running so hard that you are out of breath. Um, But it isn't dangerous to run when you're pregnant. And if you were running before, like keep it up. Mm -hmm. So even up until like birth, you can run all the way through. Yes. I remember, you know, I would run like the first, second trimester, but then I felt like I was jiggling the baby around too much. Towards the third trimester, and I was like, I felt bad. I didn't. I didn't know if that was a good yeah. thing. So with my my daughter, I actually um, I tore all the ligaments in my ankle running at 16 weeks pregnant. Um, so the reason is because your body is producing all these additional hormones, and relaxin is one that just loosens all of your ligaments and your tendons and everything is is loose in there and i didn't i didn't step off a curb i didn't step on anything there was nothing it was just i rolled my ankle and bam um so i didn't get to run for the rest of that pregnancy which was a huge bummer luckily with a lot of physical therapy i was able to heal that ankle without surgery it was a lot of physical Mm -hmm. therapy but um, and then with my son, I did. I ran um, until I was about 32 weeks, and I was 32 weeks in like July in Houston, and I just couldn't run in that heat. And was it the heat? <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um, this pregnancy I've managed to keep running. So I'll be, my third trimester will start a week from Saturday. I'm still running. Like I said, slow, but, um, you know, uh, I think the biggest thing is just, I get the whole rate of perceived exertion. I go much slower. I do walk run intervals. So I will, um, right now I'm running four minutes, walking one minute. 
and Wait, four minutes per mile. No, no. So I did <laughs> one for four minutes total. Oh, okay. Not that. I was like, that's slow for you. Probably <laughs> my actual running is like a nine forty-five to ten minute mile, and then I walk for a minute, which then slows my total mileage time to probably eleven minutes a mile right now. What's um, what's your PB? What's your um, so I usually, so uh, let's see, in February, I ran a marathon in like one hour and 52 minutes. So it's like 30-ish pace. Um, I think that's what that is, something like that. So usually I'm, I run closer to like an 8.30, minute mile. Um, so I'm running easily a minute to a minute and a half slower. Um, and that's so good. Yeah, it's okay. It's great. I'm, I'm going and I'm out there. Yes. It feels different. It does. I'm not going to lie. It feels different. Um, yeah. I do run with um, a support belt now because, like I said, it kind of feels like the baby's like jiggling. It's really just your, your belly, right? So um, I started using that just a couple of weeks ago for some additional support and that helps a lot. Do you have a, a favorite support belt for other moms who might feel the same way? So I have one, um, it's on Amazon. It's like, an, it's called like Neotech. It's on my, one of my blog posts, um, okay. but there's another brand and I actually just purchased their support belt. I've heard such wonderful things about it. It's called like Baobi Maternity. It's like B-A-O-B-E-I maternity um yeah i'm not really sure exactly how to say that so sorry if someone from there gets wind of this and is like that's wrong it's okay people say ellie and ollie oh yeah <laughs> as long as we get to the website we don't care yeah, yeah. So, um, but they um they have a maternity support belt that i um had saw from some other um pregnant um fitness instagrammers and they influenced me into purchasing it so it's on its way so hopefully nice. um it provides some additional support i because mine the one i have is velcro and i got it when i was pregnant with my son and now the velcro is starting to be funny and mm -hmm. it's worth it to have something to support your belly, especially when it's the third one, because your body is like, oh, we've done this before, and it gets all stretchy. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's right. New product <laughs> idea, Leslie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Maybe. Thank you for giving us some <laughs> Our radar is always on. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what are some other myths? Okay. So, another one is that it's dangerous to lift weights. And um, I know I've seen like tons of articles out there, like where there'll be like a woman doing CrossFit. Um, yes, CrossFit. They will just start shooting her down and talking about all this damage she's doing. Well, guess what? Just like running, she was doing CrossFit before she had that baby or before she got pregnant. She knows what she's doing. Her body has done this before. Mm -hmm. There's something really to be said about like muscle memory and your body like being used to doing something. So mm -hmm. like because like if you are lifting heavy weights before you get pregnant, 
guess what? As long as your doctor says it's okay and you have a healthy pregnancy, mm -hmm. you can keep doing it until you feel like you're struggling. Yeah. Um, That's really a testament then like to encourage uh, moms to, to have that regiment even before yeah. they start trying or, you know, before they get yeah. pregnant. I think that like finding something that you love, like in the fitness realm, like while you're trying to conceive or before, just saying anytime is great, but you know, before you get pregnant is such a great idea because then you can continue that throughout your pregnancy. You know, whether it's group fitness classes, CrossFit running, um, bar classes, yoga, mm -hmm. like there are so many things out there that people kind of forget to, um, you know, try. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like something they assume, Oh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not the fitness type. Yeah. The fitness type. Lock it in moms. Right. Yeah. Grandfather that grandfather it in. <laughs> um, so like for instance, so I, I don't lift like crazy heavy weights. Um, but like when I'm at the gym and I'm doing squats, like I'll get a 40 pound, you know, bar and I will do squats and rows and presses with the 40 pound bar because I know that I'm comfortable doing that and it's okay. You know, maybe in a couple of weeks, I might need to drop down to 30 pounds because when I get that 40 pound bar, I'm feeling like I'm struggling a little, or maybe I start getting some Braxton Hicks because those bad boys start coming in towards the end. Um, and that's always like a, Hey, take it back a notch. Um, mm -hmm. flag. Yeah. 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 What are some absolutely don't do while you're pregnant type of exercises? Yes. Okay. So the biggest <laughs> you should absolutely not do when you're pregnant revolve around your belly, your core and your abs. So again, after 12 weeks, they say, don't do any exercises on your back. You should never be flat on your back. Um, now that's not to say you can't do things at an angle. So when I taught group fitness, I would have women come in and still do these exercise or these classes with me. And I would set up a step and I could put like three or four risers and the step on top. And so their, their step would be at a nice 45 ish degree angle and they can lay back on that step and do, you know, the chest presses, the chest flies, whatever it was that we were doing. Um, you know, sit-ups, crunches, huge no-go. No, okay. Um, also, anything you do that is going to cause your stomach to form like a point, um, that is just putting a lot of extra added pressure on the baby. So um, once you get into your third trimester, like exercises in plank position, and I'm talking like push-ups too, you know, you're in that plank position um, when you're doing push-ups. It's causing all of that belly to go down and um, really kind of messes with you. So they mm -hmm. give those abs the point is not Yeah. Not twists, anything about twists? Yeah, twisting yeah. you don't wanna like do any huge, so like Russian twists, nix those. Mm -hmm. um, no burpees. I don't recommend them. Um, or maybe a half of a burpee just don't lay your chest on the floor. I do them, but I'll, um, I'll like put my hands down, step back, step up. 
Mm -hmm. So you're only in that plank position for a moment. Now, you're not 35 weeks, I'm probably not going to be doing that. But like 27 a.m. still capable. Um, But you can feel it. Like you can feel that pressure. Um, I was going to do a workout that had, um, oh, it was the one I posted this week and it had gliding discs. And I was going to do one where I was in the push-up position and I was going to do a push-up even on my knees and then extend my hands forward. And I did a couple and I was like, yeah, no. That doesn't feel good. Um, we're gonna we're gonna cut that one. So again, that just goes on listening to your body and yeah. knowing what's best based yeah. on feel. I have to ask because uh, how, just because, but what about boxing? Boxing, you know, um, I taught kickboxing while I was pregnant. Um, we used the bags, so. Um, you, you can do it. I wouldn't probably box like with someone. I wouldn't spar. Bag. Can you, yeah. can you have a bag like, like a light boxer? Can you do it with a, a light boxer? Like like um, you know break, breakthrough technology right behind me. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said I taught it and um, you know kicks those, those get pretty um, dicey towards the end. Yeah yeah yeah. But punches. I mean they seem okay, right? fine um oh, okay. and, and like high kicks probably gonna cut those out in the third trimester mm-hmm. um but like a front kick there's nothing stopping you i mean well your your belly will stop you from kicking too high um, <laughs> oh this is kickboxing then like if you, like are you talking about kickboxing, kickboxing classes yes mm-hmm. well like i said i wouldn't like box someone i wouldn't <laughs> person. right i mean oh. now I didn't box other people regularly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I go ahead and say that your doctor will very likely tell you not to box. Okay. 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 I got one. You can how about how about I know spin? Like so, when I was pregnant, I loved doing spin, and maybe went up up to like four months. Like I, I adjusted the bar. So I was like higher, you know, they say like, but like we would do those crunches on the bar and I just felt awkward. And then I looked around the class and like nobody else was pregnant. I felt like people were looking at me kind of like, why is she in this class? Why is she doing that? Should she be doing that? Like how, like, what about spin? <laughs> so, I promise I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but I taught a spin class when I was pregnant with Chloe until I was 39 weeks pregnant, and I kicked their butts every single time. <laughs> okay. Everybody walked out sweating, and I was too. There were, I mean, some of it was me straight up saying to them, every single one of you better be pedaling faster than I am right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I that's the motivation. I card on them. <laughs> Um, they kept coming back. I mean, they were willing to go to a class where a woman was literally 39 weeks pregnant. Um, so, and then I taught with Brody until I was, I think I stopped teaching that one a little bit earlier. I think I was like 26, 27 weeks, but I was teaching back to back classes cause I was only working on Mondays. And, um, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to just hand it off now and then I 
was able to train a couple clients before my Tabata class. So, but yeah, spin is actually really, really great because it's a low impact workout. Mm -hmm. Low impact workouts can be high intensity. Um, people kind of hear low impact and they don't think it's going to be hard, but all that means is that it's easier on your joints. Um, okay. So yeah, with my by the end of my spin class, I lifted my handlebars up higher. I wasn't um, as fast, that's for sure, getting in and out of the saddle or doing any of like you know the push-ups on the bar. But um, I think that pregnant women should do spin if they can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it sounds like a global a, like a global rule of thumb is correct me if I'm wrong. Listen to your body. Um, if it feels wrong, slow down. Number one, sorry, number one, ask your doctor. Yes, good job. Listen, listen, to, <laughs> listen to your body. Um, adjust whatever you need to adjust to make it better for you, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you, you adjusted your handlebars, you slowed down your yeah. tapering as you get further deeper into your pregnancy. Um, is that need that, so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those, I mean, it's funny because I say this about like pregnancy, but really just about fitness in general. It's like everything is about listening to your body and understanding it. Um, yeah, I, I like preach it. Like obviously when you're not pregnant, you can push yourself a little bit harder. But mm -hmm. during pregnancy, it's like the best time to learn to understand your body. And if you can like grow to understand your body during pregnancy, mm -hmm. you can continue that in your postpartum and then hopefully continue, you know, once you know you're back to normal or whatever your new normal, I hate saying that mm -hmm. um, is, but yeah, I think, um, listening to yourself and challenging yourself in the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's great. Okay. I might've cut you off earlier when you're talking about other myths. Were there any other ones that you wanted to share? Um, I think we kind well, we actually kind of talked about one cause you asked me um, of what exercises to absolutely not do. And one of the myths is that you can't exercise your abs. And obviously I pretty much just said all these different things that you shouldn't do, which are all ab work. Yeah. But there are still ways to do that. Um, my favorite, I love grabbing like a heavier dumbbell. I try to do like 15 pounds and you can do, okay, I'm gonna stand up and do it for people that are on video, but if you're yeah. here and you do side dips, so you just take it down, up and down okay. again, or you can add like a knee up side crunch. So we're talking obliques here, as long as it doesn't involve twisting and this frontal yeah. ab work forward, you know, that doesn't really feel good anyways. So mm -hmm. um, there are still ways to work it. And then another thing is, you know, people, People hear abs and, you know, they want their six pack, hopefully not during pregnancy, but, you know, core is, is really what's important and people hear core and they just think it's abs, but that's, that's your glutes, that's your hamstrings, your quads, like that whole core portion of your body. And so it's important to work that, especially, um, as pregnant women preparing to give birth, um, those hips, inner and outer thighs, glute muscles are so important and you can get a lot of ab work 
by working those muscles. Like you don't realize how much you're actually working your abs by doing squats. So good to know. Yeah. Wow. So is there anything before we wrap up today that you wanted to share with all the mamas and papas and anybody watching or listening today? Um, so I think I said it at the beginning, but I want to reiterate it. Um, especially like going into having my third baby, but moms and dads, because you're, you're going to be tired too. When baby comes, this is a team effort. Um, give yourself grace and just do the best you can. Um, you know, being really hard on yourself postpartum, especially isn't going to help, you know, um, just understanding that it's going to take time and you're not going to be back to this, you know, this body that you had before. It's always going to be different. It's always going to be different. But mm -hmm. I, I feel like I can I'm a testament to this because I'm telling you in January, I felt like a rock star. I had two babies. My youngest was 17 months old. And I felt like I was in the best shape of my life. And this is coming from someone who used to work at a gym five days a week. Um, you can eventually get to a place where you feel really good about yourself, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take time and you're going to be different. You're a parent. You're a parent. Every, every, every child that you add on makes you a different person. Am I right? <laughs> like, yes. Uh, and they're so different. Yeah, they change you so much. And so um, I try so hard to stress to my mamas that it's okay for it to take time and just to love you for you and to keep trying. Like, you're going to fuss about it and not do anything. I'm a little less sympathetic. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, something uh, right yeah, keep the ball rolling even if it's just walking or dancing or doing yes. something active yes do something with your kids dance to taylor swift in your kitchen i'm not saying that yeah. regularly here <laughs> no one all the time <laughs> but yes i think that's like the biggest takeaway that i really want people to know yeah um well Thank you again so much. This has been really informative. And if I ever if have another baby, I'll, I'll keep this in mind. Yeah. Make sure I motivate myself to keep yes. on exercising. Do it. Like this has really been a lot of fun. I love I love talking about fitness and I know I <laughs> tend to babble on about it, but um, wow. so important and you know, everybody's got an excuse, but. But everyone brushes their teeth. Everybody brushes their teeth. Everyone brushes their teeth. So I'm, I'm going to do the waves going, jogging place. <laughs> I'm going to do some mountain climbers tonight. Watch. Another one, you know, like when you're switching the laundry from the washer to the dryer. Okay. Yeah. So a handful and you put it in the dryer and then you do five squats and then you get your next handful. Okay. Yeah. You are hardcore. You're a machine. Yes. <laughs> All the time. But, you know, on the days where you're like, man, I did not do anything today. Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much. I uh, just want to bring up your uh, your Instagram handle again one last time. Amy's Balancing Act. Definitely a balancing act. And you can find more of Amy's content at 
amygblog.com. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you. We'll keep in touch. And um, when is your due date? November 28th. So oh. two days after Thanksgiving. So close to my birthday. I was uh, born on the 24th. Bro. 24th. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a great birthday if my baby wanted to be early, but it won't. Yeah. <laughs> November babies are are great. So we wish you the best of luck and thank you so much again. Thank y'all. See you thank soon. You. Bye. That was really great. Uh, and hopefully all the mamas that are listening today uh, learned a lot about um, the benefits of fitness, exercise during pregnancy and even afterwards. So um, uh, Arvin, you know, <laughs> I, I know that if y'all ever have a baby too. <laughs> yeah, well, we may, well, no, we'll, we're thinking about number three, but um, it's, it's I, I like Amy's, um, her, like the, the supportive role of, of, you know, the husband and how he can, how he can like encourage and, um, yes. keep, keep accountable without putting the pressure on. So I think that's so important. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, I, if anything, I think we're, we've all been inspired today to just stay active, even if it's just 30 minutes a day walking or gardening or doing something, mm -hmm. having a dance party with your family. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep up this whole running thing that I started to like get prepared for Amy's podcast. So yeah, yeah, there you well, go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks Amy for your inspiration. So thank you so much to all of our viewers today for joining us. Um, and if you would like to be part of our podcast or have any great ideas, please uh, hit us up at hello at Eli and Allie and um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and just hear stories um, of your parenting adventures. And um, anything else you want to share before we leave today, Orvin? No, just stay active. I'm motivated. I just want to get get going, get moving again. So this has really been inspirational for me. Um, looking forward to having the next call, uh, the next podcast with with a guest. We're looking for new ideas. So if there's any, like Leslie said, if there's anything that you're interested in, any ideas that you'd like to explore, reach out to us. Uh, you know where to find us, and we'd love to uh, share some ideas with you. We'll see you next time on our next Snapchats. Bye, everybody.